Hello and welcome to a festive episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. It is Christmas Eve and we are so glad that you're here listening to Keeping Up The Windsors. We have a jam-packed episode for you today because we'll be talking about what the royals do at Christmas. Now, little caveat to this, we we find out that the Queen has cancelled Christmas. No, she hasn't cancelled Christmas completely. But that means the Sandringham festivities will not go ahead and she's actually just planning to stay in Windsor. It's just a precautionary decision that was taken. It means the Queen's going to stay at Windsor Castle. So as we go through, today's episode is going to be based on what the royals typically do at Christmas. However, this won't be happening this year. So yeah, let's get on with today's episode. grand fanfare welcome to our podcast keeping up with the windsors dedicated to the royal family each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of windsor with your hosts and royal fangirls rachel andrews and michelle thole so grab yourself a cuppa straighten up your tiara shine your knighthood round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with with the windsors why don't we just dive right in and find out what the royals do at Christmas? Where shall we start, Rach? Well, let's start with where they actually spend Christmas. So every year, typically, they spend Christmas at Sandringham in Norfolk, which is a yearly tradition starting from King George V, who is the Queen's grandfather. Yeah, that's right. And did you know, Michelle, that the Queen starts writing out her Christmas cards in August? So she's prepared. Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, it's bright and sunny outside, but she's there, you know, (laughs) whistling Winter Wonderland to herself while she's uh, doing the the cards. So the Queen typically arrives at Sandringham a week before Christmas, and she travels there by train. And the train that she actually travels by is a normal train. It's not the royal train, but she does sit in first class. And you can always see clips of the Queen, and people are always baffled when, because they don't know that the Queen's on the same train as them until she gets off. (laughs) And she gets off at King's Lynn, doesn't she? in Norfolk and then she gets a car to then take her to Sandringham exactly yeah and did you know that the queen gives trees to certain abbeys and churches cathedrals throughout the country so she gives trees to Westminster Abbey St Paul's Cathedral St Giles's Cathedral and the Canongate Kirk in Edinburgh and churches and schools in the Sandringham area will also receive a tree from the Queen which is taken from the Sandringham estate. Wow this I'm just assuming this estate is huge to um, have this Christmas tree I guess it is a Christmas tree farm or something. Well, don't forget, we've got, obviously, the Queen is at Sandringham, but William and Catherine, they have Amna Hall, which is actually on the same estate where Sandringham is. Our local church gets its Christmas tree from Strictly Come Dancing. Really? <laughs> this out last week. <laughs> <laughs> so on their Christmas episode, when they have a tree, it gets, obviously, they have to put it somewhere. So they donate it to our local church. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> get the Strictly tree. <laughs> And did you know that there are several Christmas trees that the royals have within Sandringham and there's one specifically for the children to dress so they get all involved and they feel in the festive spirit? 
Oh, I love it. And, you know, we hear a lot that Prince Albert was the first person to introduce Christmas trees into Britain. However, that isn't true. He was the first, well, they were the first royals, Victoria and Albert, to be photographed and being put into a publication that then the British public got to see and that tradition uh, kicked off. But actually, the first royals to have Christmas trees within the house is Queen Charlotte, who was consort to King George III. So that is something that it's always been one of those facts that get banded around, but it's actually Queen Charlotte that introduced the Christmas trees into the royal tradition, but it's Prince Albert that made it famous, let's put it that way. And did you know that one tree is dressed with the Christmas baubles that was used by Queen Victoria? Yeah, I love this tradition. Could you imagine how amazing those baubles look? Oh, incredible. I just love, like, it's just like a family tradition, though, isn't it? To keep those baubles and to pass them on from generation to generation. I think it's such a great idea to do that. Because for us, it's Queen Victoria. But for the Queen, it's her great-great-grandmother. Exactly. Yeah, nice way to uh, keep it in the family. But also, Prince Philip, that's his great-great-grandmother, isn't it? Oh, now we're going back into the Royal Archives, Royal (laughs) Community. (laughs) It was significant for both Prince Philip and the Queen. So I think it's such a wonderful tradition. Let's move on to Christmas Eve. So we know that members of the Royal Family will start to arrive at Sandringham, and they arrive in order of seniority. This means that royals such as Peter Phillips, for example, will be one of the first to arrive because he's lower down in the pecking order, shall we say. And then Charles and Camilla will be the last to arrive because obviously they are the future king and queen consorts. Do you know what though, Rach? Peter Phillips, I don't feel bad for him. He's getting all the good stuff. He's getting the good wine. He's getting the good mince pies. <laughs> he's having a good old munch whilst he's waiting. I don't care about that. He's having a good old catch up with granny before everyone else gets there, isn't he? Yes, of course he is. I I mean, I think that's a benefit. I'd want to spend as much time with the Queen as possible. The other thing to note, if you're not from Britain, Sandringham is nowhere near London. It's probably about two hours on the train. Yeah. Would you say, Rach? Yeah. So obviously you would have to leave London to get there. So just to note that it's not, it's in um, Norfolk. Have a look on Google Maps. You've got this. (laughs) You've got this royal community. Have a look on Google Maps. So there used to be a tradition that William and Harry, they used to play a football game with other members of staff at Sandringham. And so they would be on opposite teams and it would be like a royal tradition. But obviously now that Harry is no longer here in the UK, that sadly doesn't take place anymore. They can't do Zoom football, can they? No. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. I mean, I'm more than welcome to go there and put one of those Harry masks on. I just play football. I'll be really rubbish at it, but I can uh, always substitute in. Now, you might see on our YouTube channel that we have a vlog on Fortnum and Mason. Well, did you know that Fortnum and Mason is actually the Queen's greengrocers and they get a hamper, which includes champagne, cheeses, hams and chocolates from Fortnum and Mason. So they are eating so, so well. And it also comes in that lovely wicker basket, which I just want to own one of the. I just oh. want to get a Fortnum and Mason hamper just for the basket. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's such a, such a kind of claim to fame, isn't it? I give a hamper to all of the royal family. Yeah. I'm like, yes, you do, Fortnum and Mason. You, <laughs> you flaunt your ways. <laughs> <laughs> So once all the royals have arrived, um, it's a tradition for them to open their presents on Christmas Eve, which I know a lot of European countries do, don't they? So Lots of European countries. This harks back to their German heritage, where they traditionally open the presents on Christmas Eve. And 
Michelle, what do you get the queen? The woman that has everything. Um, well, something that's more kitsch, the better. Okay. So apparently one year, Harry got the queen a shower cap that read, ain't life a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I would get the queen, some marigolds. Yeah. Go clean the dishes, girl. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> Oh, I love that. But it is kind of like one of those things, isn't it? Like, what do you get the woman that has everything? Yeah. And it's it's knowing that you get the queen something that's going to make her laugh. Or now that her grandchildren have children of their own, something that's maybe handmade by one of the children would be a lovely gift for her. So a picture or a painting, something that they've had a hand in making themselves. I was going to say the exact same thing. Something that is absolutely priceless, money cannot buy. And that is something handmade or personalized so yeah I mean apart from a shower cap (laughs) she's got a shower cap now you can't go with a shower cap but it's really interesting isn't it because you'd never really think you think oh well maybe a diamond necklace or she's got everything she's got got everything I mean to be honest I'd be in tiger I'd be in tiger finding a few (laughs) few things or pound stretches she'd be loving life she would love it I would get the queen a llama shaped mug that says no problema <laughs> on it. Here you go. Enjoy that. Have a nice hot chocolate. <laughs> Forget the china. Yeah. <laughs> so traditionally they exchange gifts on Christmas Eve and all the presents are laid out on a trestle table. So a long table. I mean, I don't know if you do this, Michelle, but we have in my family, like you get your little piles. So, you know. That's what we have. Yeah. Our little piles, our little sections in, in the in the room. Yeah. Like that's Michelle's pile. Yeah. So that's exactly what the royals do as well. So they all have their little pile. So they all know who's, you know, who's for what. And then they start opening their presents. Oh, I would love to know what they get each other. I, I think like you, like we said, like, it's kind of kitschy things. It's, I mean, what do they need? At the end of the day, it's Christmas and yeah. it is nice to receive a gift, isn't it? Yeah. And also, Rachel, I'm not sure if you know this, but in other European countries, not only do they open their presents on Christmas Eve, they also eat their main meal. So the main Christmas dinner and it's fish. Yes. Yeah. They don't have turkey. Yeah. 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 And Christmas Eve is like the biggest day in the Christian calendar for Europeans who are celebrating Christmas. We're in Britain. It's Christmas Day. I mean, my favorite day of the year is always Christmas Eve because I love that anticipation. <laughs> and obviously we are going to be gifted with Catherine's carol concert on Christmas Eve. So it's going to be brilliant. It's a brilliant day. What else happens Christmas Eve then, Rach? So in the evening, there is a black tie dinner where basically they all put on their glad rags and they dress up. Black tie. No. Yeah. Men wear tucks and the ladies wear an evening gowns. Although I'm a bit disappointed that I've never, ever, ever seen one of the images, one of the photos from any of these Christmases, because obviously it's a private event, isn't it? It is. So there's no reason that we would see it, but I would just love to see them all dressed up all together. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, this is where I'm like, nope. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sorry. A black tie on Christmas Eve. Leave me alone with a box of celebrations and my PJs. Thank you very much. Leave me. Goodbye. (laughs) I can't be doing that. No way. It's too formal. So then they have a um, traditional Christmas Eve dinner and the menu is always written in French which I don't know if you know, I think we mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago that the Queen does speak 
French. She learned that as a child. Yeah, she speaks fluent. Yeah. And the menu consists of local court shrimp, game duck or lamb, and a pudding is what the royal chef calls a chocolate perfection, which is a pastry shell, a layer of cinnamon meringue, whipped cream and a layer of chocolate, and a chocolate meringue on top with chocolate shavings. That is a lot of chocolate. Hang on a minute. I'll do it. I'll, I'll wear, I'll take the PJs off. I'll wear my black tie just to get the chocolate perfection. And according to former royal chef Darren McGrady, the queen apparently likes a gin and a bonnet as her little tipple in the Ooh, evening. I've never had gin and I've never had Dubonnet. Yeah, neither neither of that. We both don't really drink, do we? No. So but um I'd be interested to see what it tastes like just because obviously the queen likes it. So <laughs> yeah. I'd be well in there. <laughs> Something that is never ever a part of the festive menu or any menu when it comes to royal family is no garlic or oysters. Mm. Because if they've got to talk to a lot of people, garlic, you know, you don't really want that. <laughs> aroma coming around yeah I mean and also they want to be engaging with people they have especially on Christmas they haven't seen their families they're out on different engagements and you know that type of thing so yeah it's not the best to have garlic breath is it yeah exactly and obviously oysters because sometimes you know some people might have an ex- upset tummy but <laughs> yeah and the last thing you want is to be going back and forth the loo at Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh so well there we go they probably have a nice little tipple at christmas eve dinner and then they all head to bed and then they wake up for the big day obviously for them they've got two big days but for us it's the big day on christmas day what happens what happens christmas day rach so the whole day is planned out so even though it is a christmas day they kind of celebrate their main christmas on christmas eve as we just heard because christmas day they attend the annual church service at the Mary Magdalene Church in Sandringham and they arrive there at 11am and the Queen always goes by car but other members of the family walk from the estate to the church. And they walk in heels so I commend them because they're country roads that they're walking on. (laughs) And this is where we traditionally see them walk into the church and they go past all the crowds But they have to get into the church by 11 o'clock because it's not just the royals that attend this church service. It's other members of the local community where it is their actual local parish. And they are all actually vetted before going into the church. So no one can just turn up. Are they frisked by security? I don't know if they're frisked, but nobody can just turn up. They have to have been pre-vetted. So yeah, so they have their church service and then they come out. And this is where we traditionally see the Christmas walkabout. So the Queen typically gets back into the car and goes back to Sandringham, but other members of the family will go into the crowds and meet members of the public. And I found out a really interesting fact about the church. It's the church that Queen Victoria used to visit at Christmas time too. So this again is just one of those wonderful traditions that is passed down. And that church is so synonymous with the royals at Christmas. And I think one of the things we found throughout the years, especially since Catherine and Meghan joined the Royals, is it's become a bit of like a fashion show, hasn't it? <laughs> it totally has. Like Christmas Day, you can't just rock up in your in your Ugg boots and, you know, a fleece. <laughs> you just got to go high end. Yeah. So I think Diana and Vergie back in the day in like the late 80s and 90s, they would obviously attend the service. But it's really since Catherine and Meghan, you're kind of like, oh, what are they going to be wearing? 
2019 service was one of my absolute favourite fashion moments from Catherine. What was that one? It was a Catherine Walker coat dress and she had a green um, lock and co hat and she matched with Princess Charlotte and it was just, I absolutely loved it. One thing I love is how much time they take to see everybody and take presents and flowers. At one point, Catherine had so many flowers, she had to pass it on to the police officer that was like looking after <laughs> her. And I think that's wonderful. It's their Christmas day too, but they're so giving with their time. And these people in the crowd, they don't just obviously turn up. They would have been waiting there for hours. So they've taken time out of their Christmas day to go to see the royals. And let's not forget we're in Britain and it is so cold this time of year. And I'm going to take my Christmas hat off to them because I wouldn't do it. I love the royal family, but I wouldn't do it. I'd spend time with my family. And that's Mm -hmm. not me saying they shouldn't do it. That's me going, wow, do you know what? That's commitment. But it is a wonderful thing because like you said, you get a great fashion moment and they do take their time greeting people. It's wonderful. And it's just a nice thing to see on Christmas Day, isn't it? Yeah. So then they all go back to Sandringham where their traditional Christmas lunch is served. And this consists of turkey, roasted mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts, parsnips and cranberry sauce. There are three turkeys which are cooked for the royal dining room and one for the children in the nursery. And every year Christmas pudding is prepared a year in advance. A year in advance. Well, you've got to get those fruits, you know. Yeah, it's all soaked and... Yeah, it's all soaked. And also I wonder if there's a sixpence in it because that's a tradition, isn't it? To put a coin in the middle of a Christmas pudding. Yeah. And the royal chef flames the Christmas pudding in front of the whole family. Yeah, because what do they? What alcohol do they put on? Is it sherry they put on top of the Christmas brandy? It's oh, it's brandy. You're right. And then they give you brandy cream, don't they, with your Christmas yes. pudding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's making me hungry, Rach. It's making me hungry. And a little fun fact. Go on. Nobody eats until the Queen does. Of course. (laughs) Of course. As soon as the Queen picks up her knife and fork, that's when everyone else can start. But nobody can start until the Queen does. Do you reckon she plays a game? (laughs) I'm not picking mine up yet. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone else hungry? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) So there are several outfit changes throughout the day for all the royals, especially the ladies. At this point, after Christmas dinner, I don't know about you, but I get changed into my comfies. Yeah. Yeah. Sweatpants. But. Can you do that when you're in the presence of the Queen? I don't know. I don't think they can. No, I don't think they can. Every single year, the Queen's speech is shown at 3pm here in the UK and across the Commonwealth. And all the family sit down together to watch the speech. And it's the first time that any of them will see this. And this is a pre-recorded speech that the Queen would have recorded a couple of weeks previously. You sure not in August? Well, exactly, yeah. And another fact is that this is one of the only times throughout the year that the Queen has her makeup professionally done. Oh, wow. I never yep. knew this, Rach. Yeah. So hang on, does she do her own makeup? Yeah, so she does her own makeup. No way! Because when you look at the Queen, she doesn't wear mascara or anything. She has like a bit, obviously, a bit of lipstick on. She has a bit of blusher. And yeah, she, this is the only time of the year that she actually has her makeup done professionally. Wow, I never, ever knew that. That's blown my mind. I mean, she looks impeccable. So she must, like, why, isn't, why hasn't she got a YouTube channel doing makeup? <laughs> <laughs> she'd give oh. a run for their money oh yeah wow that has really surpri- surprised me and what I also love is how it's like a family affair and they all support the queen because she was there supporting 
for instance, William with the Earthshot Prize and Prince Charles with COP26. Yeah, I think it's lovely that they all get together and just support the Queen with uh, her address to the Commonwealth. I'm going to put my money on it now that there is going to be a picture of Prince Philip in the background. So usually whenever the Queen does the speech, there are photographs of members of the family. And I think this year is going to... picture of Philip's going to be pride and centre yeah, place absolutely and I think she will somehow mention Philip in her speech as well I mean it was it was lovely her speech for COP26 because that was exactly what happened there mm-hmm. so it makes sense that it would be something that happens for Christmas especially as we're all starting to lock down and um yeah worries about you know the pandemic stuff again so I think this is going to a very needed speech this year but then I always need the Queen's speech (laughs) I always need a bit of a get me up you know do you actually watch it on Christmas day I never used to it's like my my family are not royalists so they never watched it but I would watch it in the night time um on in on BBC or I'd catch it some other way um or just not watch it at all so now now I've got my own tv and I get to choose what I got put on my tv the Queen goes on yeah so yeah but I always would prioritise my family at Christmas. We're so spoiled now that we get to watch on-demand television. Mm-hmm. So I would always prioritise my family and then watch the Queen in my own time. What about you, Rach? Yeah, so we always have the Queen's speech on. So even if we're having dinner at that point, we're always like, quick, quick. Even though, like you said, we can watch it on catch-up now. It's one of those things where you, you just want to hear what she has to say yeah. because it's her thoughts on the year as a whole isn't it yeah. and what's happened throughout the year and again I think the pandemic is going to feature heavily and I think reference to Philip as well yeah maybe resilience and steadfastness um but then that was also in last year's one so I don't know maybe climate change and you you just never know it, it's quite varied at times isn't it their Christmas speech yeah and the tradition of the Christmas speech actually dates back to the Queen's grandfather George V and At that time, we didn't have televisions and it was an actual radio speech that would be broadcast throughout the UK and the Commonwealth. And the same with her father, King George VI. And the Queen's speech was actually televised from 1957, which must have been the most most strangest thing to all of a sudden see the Queen there doing her speech. How revolutionary was that? Wow. So, yeah, so after the Queen's speech, you know, they have a bit of chill out time. So they might go for a walk. They might go back to their rooms for a bit and then they reconvene and they play parlour games, which include charades and bridge. Ooh, I love charades. I could play that all day. Do you think they play that? Oh, what's that game they play on the crown? What's it called? You know, that one tilly tilly. One tilly tilly. I've no idea. Do you know what? That's something we really need to fact check. I've never heard of that game before. It sounds very aristocratic, doesn't it? The crown game. Rachel's Googling it right now, by the way, Royal Community. Ibble Dibble. Ibble Dibble. Dibble. I wonder if they play Ibble Dibble on Christmas. I have no clue. And you know what? I never, ever want to play that in my life. It seems so confusing. Yeah, I think we would be like um, Margaret Thatcher, wouldn't we? Like, what on earth is going on? (laughs) I need new shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Honestly, Christmas Day seems so busy for them. Yeah, I mean, after the Queen's speech, I don't know about you, but I just sit down and watch TV after that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I actually have a nice little nap. 
Then I watch a bit of Doctor Who Christmas special if it's on. And then just eat and be merry until it's night time. That's it, really. Oh, we do we do actually play board games in the evening. Mostly it's, um, do you know that Ellen game where you put it on, the, what, what's it called? Heads Up. We play Heads Up, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> we usually play Heads Up. We'll play um, Frustration. We'll play Cards. We'll play Charades. Charades is always a good one for us. So yeah, Snakes and Ladders with the kids. Love it. Love it. So we've had Christmas Eve, we've had Christmas Day. Now we're going to move into Boxing Day. Now I know Boxing Day is a very British thing. And it started in Victorian times where the children used to box up their old toys and take them to orphanages because they've had their new presents on Christmas Day. So it's known as Boxing Day in Britain. Now this is the day after Christmas Day. So it's the 26th of December. And yeah, what do they do usually on Boxing Day, Rach? So for anyone that traditionally stays, So let's take, for example, the Cambridges. They may go to Sandringham for Christmas, but Boxing Day, they may go to Catherine's family, the Middletons. But if you are staying at Sandringham for a longer time, you would traditionally take part in the pheasant shoot, which is very aristocratic. And and something I'm completely against. Yeah. Just put it out there. Or they would go horse riding or go for a walk around the estate. Yeah. So it's very countryside, isn't it? It's, It's very aristocratic. It's just getting out in nature and having fun yeah and blowing away the cobwebs from all the wine you've consumed on christmas day yeah could you imagine the horse is like oh no you're (laughs) really really big now (laughs) you ate too much food yesterday so it seems very relaxed actually boxing day it's it's you do this or you do that or you do that you can choose whereas christmas day is very regimented isn't it yeah it's so full on so full of tradition and boxing day i think like you said it's just their time to relax before they make their way home but from my understanding the queen doesn't leave sandringham she stays yeah that's correct so she actually stays until the 6th of february which is the anniversary of her father's death So she traditionally stays at Sandringham and then she would usually, that's when her work year would begin and she would traditionally go back to Buckingham Palace. But now it would be Windsor Castle. Yeah. And we did cover in last episode that the Queen has cancelled the pre-Christmas lunch. So for anyone who hasn't listened to that, what is the pre-Christmas lunch, Rach? So it's not usually a few days before Christmas, before the Queen would depart to Sandringham. All members of the royal family. So this includes cousins, second cousins, you know, people that we don't really see or hear of a lot, but they are obviously her extended family and they get together and they have their a big Christmas lunch. But when she goes to Sandra and it's her immediate family, so she'll have, you know, Charles, Anne, Andrew, Edward and their families as well. Rach, did you know that the royals say happy Christmas? I've never heard a royal say Merry Christmas. Oh, have you heard a royal say Merry Christmas? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I'll have to go back and watch the uh watch the old YouTube videos. Yeah. So Royal Community, I'm putting this out to you. Come on over and let us know if you've ever heard a royal say Merry Christmas. Because for for me, I've always heard them say Happy Christmas. Don't prove me wrong, but I just want to know whether they've <laughs> ever said um Merry Christmas. 
So, Royal Community, did anything surprise you about how the royals celebrate Christmas? Did you watch Spencer the movie and actually believe that that's exactly what happens? Because there's a lot of inconsistencies in that film. (laughs) But (laughs) this is what actually happens with the royals at Christmas. It's very traditional. It's actually some really beautiful traditions, such as the children decorating the tree on the table and Queen Victoria's baubles being hung on a specific tree. It's just wonderful. I love it. Uh, What's your favourite part of their Christmas traditions, Rach? For me, it has to be the Sanjin and Walk. I love seeing them at Christmas. I love seeing the outfits. I love guessing if the kids are going to be there as well. But this is traditionally what happens at Sanjinam for Christmas. Is Charles going to buy the Queen the No Problema mug? That's what I want to know. Because, I mean, I'm going to have to send mine back, aren't I? (laughs) Merry Christmas to you all thank you so much for being part of the royal community come on over to keeping up with the windsors pod over on instagram and let us know how you celebrate your christmas and your traditions too you can also email us at keeping up the windsors pod at gmail.com if you want to support the podcast you can do that in the show notes you can click the button and buy rachel and i a coffee on Kofi. and we also have a youtube channel which the links will be in the show notes too and we would love it if you would like subscribe comment wherever you listen to your podcast yeah leave us a five-star review where you can and also share it with your friends we're so bowled over by how amazing you are royal community thank you so much for supporting us we hope you have a wonderful time with your families and we will see you next week for the most i'm so excited about next week's episode right it's going to be the royal review so we're reviewing all engagements from 2021 and we're also doing the Royal Gala Awards. I'm naming it that, by the way, Rachel. I haven't told you. <laughs> it's going to be called the Royal Gala Awards. So if you want to vote for your favorite engagements of 2021, get on over to our Instagram this week and put your vote in. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Keeping Keep Up, up With the Winters. Winters.